Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. And welcome to the beating table with your hosts, Dekarunhyakwa Stand Up and myself, Leith Makiwa. We are excited to start off this fresh new beating season with the cooler weather coming if you're up in the north or maybe the a little bit less hot weather in the south. It's often a time when we get together or we just bundle up and in, in on our own and start our creative processes. So Dekarunhyakwa, have you put any thought into what it is you're going to be doing? this fall this beating season mm, not really um i have that craft fair that i have to prep for i have a pair of moccasins that are like maybe an hour away from being done <laughs> was that a raffle yes it was <laughs> uh did that and what else yeah i just have that i have a picture frame and then i have to go full speed ahead with the craft fair and then um, in between the craft fair, I have uh, an old order that has to get done. It was that one I was saying. It's like a sequence. There was a bunch of like, oh, medallions yes, that right. yeah. were ordered. Um, so I think there's six left that need to be done. I already kind of started them in the, the mm -hmm. I think, six or seven of them. Um, so those are all outlined already, though. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, that's what I have to get started. And then I want to go into Christmas stuff and start getting stuff ready for the store. Mm. So I had a thought the other day and as exciting as craft fairs are and all that, like it was fun the last time. I feel like now I'm just busting my butt and working hard to do this fair, which is fine. But then I also don't have any of my own stuff in, in my own store. store. So I think I'm going to forego the, because I believe they have like a Christmas one. And uh, they have a Christmas craft fair. Yeah. <laughs> they have a Christmas one, I believe. So I don't think I'm going to be doing any more for a bit just so that I can get stuff into my own place. Like, you know, things need to get done there. So um, and be provided there. So that's that's my plans. And you actually I've taken a hiatus since coming back from the Santa Fe Indian market. Mm -hmm. This is the first hiatus I've taken, I think, maybe in a year now. Mm hmm. So I've been, this is my, I'm going into my second week. So I have a lot on the docket in terms of ideas and things that I want to do because I'm starting this artist in residence. So that's kind of on my mind. But the, the majority of <laughs> what I'm thinking about right now is one, how am I going to move all my beatings? I mean, I know physically how I'm going to move it there, mm -hmm. but trying to get my studio in order because it is a disaster. <laughs> It really looks like a whirlwind and it's full of recycled of old cardboard boxes. I have a, I have a dark secret. I collect <laughs> cardboard boxes and not in a good way, just cause I'm, I would say, I guess just lazy to bring them to Get the road. So now I have them in the office, which is not doing me anything. It's not taking up a ton of space, but it's an eyesore. So I have to take them to the recycling, but that's one thing. So, but then I have to like, also just kind of sift through the stuff that I have. I think is worthy to take there mm -hmm. and also um, things that I think I might potentially need because the last thing you want to do is be somewhere and not have something Yeah, and then have to go buy something. And then when you go buy something, you buy like a thousand other things that you don't need kind of thing. So that's what I'm thinking about. And then also the dreaded, like making sure my house is in order. I think I said on the last podcast, I wanted to like make sure everything was done. All my important stuff was Care taking of. care of in terms of like I knew it, where it was and I let somebody else know so that I wouldn't have to worry about like being called mm -hmm. where is this oh it's in the top shelf on the left hand side no no go right or whatever mm. you know that kind of thing so I did that this last week thankfully I went and bought a another one of those like accordion file folders mm -hmm. I took everything out of the cupboard and I filed it away what I thought was important so hopefully they will to find it because when I was in Santa Fe my daughter needed something and I had to like tell my son Go upstairs. Okay, no, it's not there. Then okay, so then it's 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 by the stairs and the landing, and try to have him find these papers. So I'm trying to <laughs> mitigate not having to do that while I'm away. Mm -hmm. But so so I'm not really thinking necessarily yet. I know next week I leave on Sunday or Saturday, and so um I know next week I'll start 
doing that. But I joked to my husband, I said, maybe I'll just spend the first week just sitting around watching TV. <laughs> I mean, I'll be at my studio, but I could just, what? I could just watch movies if I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds really crazy, but I could watch movies and beat at the same time. So, mm-hmm. so that's what it is. So I think because I think there's so much time, I don't necessarily know how to really put that in perspective because I never really had the opportunity just to focus on doing beadwork or art mm-hmm. or in general. So I know I have to reel in, reel in the reins. <laughs> I wanted to say the clothesline <laughs> um, because I don't want to get over, like get ahead of myself in terms of like my own expectation and then disappointing myself. So, mm. but yeah, so there's that, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, I'm not really doing much right now. I'm just trying to get my life in order so that I can be in order mm-hmm. creatively later on. So. Yeah, I'm kind of like in a slump, I would say a little bit. I don't know. I took a, I also took like a week off, just a lot of things going on, like personally mm-hmm. and just all, whatever, you know, um, the store. I, oh my God. I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, the store turnaround. Yeah. Yes. So that took forever. I took the week off last week. It was actually about 10 days that I took off. Um, yeah. And it was actually a lot of work. I think I was there more than I am normally. <laughs> like I was there constantly and just um, I rearranged everything. And that I usually have to do that periodically because um, the way the setup usually is like the floor plan doesn't always change that much. Like mm-hmm. maybe a few shelves or things here and there move. But um, I always have to accommodate what's coming in. And because I never know what's really coming in, um, things always have to get changed around because. I'll have it set up and then things go and then new things come in and then they may not jive with the space that's open for them at the time. So it's kind of like, okay, I have all like uh, the herbal stuff here, but okay, that sold. So now I don't know, like uh, beaded moccasins come in and I just throw them there because that's the opening. So Mm -hmm. it it doesn't work, you know, Um, and I don't always have time during the day um, to sit and do it. And I'm sorry, but I ain't doing it on my weekends. Like I'm Mm -hmm. at the store, you know, all week. So um yeah so anyways i shut down for a week and i didn't have time at all to bead mm-hmm. um i had started a mat um medallion maybe two weeks ago um and i think the weekend before i went back into the store like last weekend i finished that up um but then after that i just kind of stopped everything i haven't beaded i haven't really touched anything uh i was just drained it's draining like just trying to deal with life and store <laughs> and cleaning and <laughs> On top of it, I had classes. Yeah, I was, that's why I wrote my book too, Paint yeah. Nights, talk about that because oh. that's, a, that's a big thing. And it's and I really like that. And I didn't see it on Facebook because for some reason I don't see your posts, but maybe you don't follow me. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're you blocked. blocked. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but it always has like a Disney theme, like a villain theme. And it's yeah, like, like very like Halloween-esque. And so it's, I mean, I'm sure. And I noticed you post on Instagram like, it's adults and kids. It's not just kids who are interested in those kind of characters. So it's yeah. nice. I just, not too long ago, I started like doing a bit of theme things people were asking. So I kind of stuck a little bit with the like Disney themes, like Disney princesses and villains or characters. We did um that portraits. Yeah. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. So we did those recently. Uh, we just did the uh, Maleficent and stuff like that. So I have another one coming up this week. I just oh. had one last night. That was different, though. It wasn't Disney. Uh, that was a private. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's uh, there's been a lot. Oh, I have a uh, news. My news. What? What's your news? My um. So a few weeks ago, or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a few weeks ago, <laughs> I was um. I got. I received an email, and I was invited to do a paint night for um an organization and i'm really sorry because i don't remember which one it is because i haven't (laughs) even read their whole thing i just talked with the 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 girl that's overseeing it all um but anyways yeah so i was kind of shocked because i don't know what the hell's wrong with me i read the email obviously not good enough and so i agreed to do a workshop and they were putting it on it was going to be two days Um, there was 40 something people coming and they said they'll break it up into two groups, which is a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've done them though that big and it it is a little hard to manage. So, um, so I agreed. I said, yeah, sure. So the following email came in and she was like, okay, great. Like, I'm glad you're on board. Um, what you could do is, uh, I assumed it was in Montreal. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay, great. And she said, well, bring your stuff to Dewaduni Zakta and we'll bring it to the venue. We'll bring it there for you. It'll make it easier. So I was like, oh, great. Okay, cool. And then she's like, and then we'll get you in touch with our travel agent. Then I was kind of like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? Why would I need a travel agent to go to Montreal? Like, what is going on? So I had to go back and reread it. And it was actually in Richmond, BC that they're sending me. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit. So then I had to kind of like um, sit there for a bit. Wrap and, your mind around it. Yeah. And then really like, okay, wait, am I really free to go? Because it's not just the two days and it's not just like 20 minute drive. Like this is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever across the country now. Literally. So yeah. <laughs> so I had to really sit and look and then I talked with Greg like, you know, can I do this? And can I do this? Like, are we, am I needed here for, cause it's, it's a four day thing now. And it's school is starting, right? So exactly. You know, so, um, so anyways, we worked it all out and everyone agreed. It was like, it's a really good gig. They're paying me for like my time, all mm -hmm. of my fees. And then they're going to pay for everything else. Travel. Supplies. Supplies. If I have to take a taxi, if I have mm -hmm. to um, food, everything, everything's mm -hmm. paid. And the other great part is my brother's actually going. So my brother also works for this organization. Mm -hmm. So he is going too, and we're going at the same time. So oh, we're going to awesome. travel together. Yeah. So that's my upcoming excitement. So, but now it's like rat race a little bit because I have to have all my materials ready by the 31st. Which is in two, two days. days. So I took the day off today okay, again, cool. but I have, uh, I have a worker at the shop and I have to run around now and go get everything and I have to do the painting because I don't want to I'd rather them ship that like yeah if they're going to pack everything then they'll pack that so. do you have an idea of what you're going to paint not quite okay. yet um I don't know who my audience is oh. I'm assuming it's indigenous um because the organization is an indigenous uh you know platform type of thing but I don't know being mm -hmm. in BC it could be mixed it could be I don't know um I did ask and they said something, keep it like uh, the natural world type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'll probably do that. Do some research today and take a look at what I kind of want to do and, and do that right away and then give it. And do you know, like the the reasoning behind you having a point in it? Like, is it or a paint painting session? Is it to is it just an activity to do while they're at this conference or is it supposed to be like a meditate like a. I think it's a bonding exercise, okay. like just kind of getting everyone together, doing okay. something, you know, just a fun act, uh, activity. Something to do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I was already doing all my research. The, the uh, I think it's in, uh, I, forgot, I just looked it up. Anyways, it's the treetop bridge thing. It's kind of like their suspension bridges, like oh my, wooden. Yeah, I talk about scary, but yeah. I'm oh, afraid I of heights. Oh, I love that. So, I, it's like 11 minutes from where I'm staying Oh, by, I could just call an Uber. So I, yeah. So I think I'm going to do that maybe while. I just venture out while you might as well, right? Like yeah. if you're out there. And yeah. So we'll see though. I am a nervous traveler normally. Yeah. And now you're. Uh, with my family. Yeah. I'm norm like, so now I'm alone a little bit. So I'm but like. you're your brother, which is good. Yeah. He'll be working though all day. No, but I mean like you'll be oh, traveling. Travel part, part, yeah. 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 So. It's really freeing to be somewhere by yourself. Yeah. I just haven't done <laughs> it yet. Your face does not look like you, you think that's a good idea. I'm like, eh, uh, well, I'm not really that. In the beginning, I was like, oh my God, am I really doing this? Like, mm -hmm. I'm really going to go. Especially when I didn't know if my, like, I knew my brother was going, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't, I thought, I assumed he was going before me, that he was going to go ahead and then leave later. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm flying by myself. But that's not the case. So actually, I still don't even know because now we still got to book everything we still haven't oh she didn't book it no so okay. hopefully we're in the same flight i don't know anyway but if not it's okay it's you'll just yeah i'll do it i've flown a million times just never by myself i feel like it's a child bad. i'll be lost nah. you won't be able to put one of those <laughs> tags tags and then you'll get those wings you know when they go yeah. visit a cockpit and they're like <laughs> yeah, i did that before <laughs> did you when you were a kid yeah i was a teenager but there was two of us we were we actually went to bc and uh it was for a high performance basketball camp. There was mm -hmm. two of us from Gunawage that were selected to go. Mm -hmm. So we flew together. But uh, the girl that I was with, it was her her first time flying. Oh, okay. So they brought us both up uh, to meet the, the, the pilot. pilots and everything. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like you see everything, all the buttons, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so my that's goodness. my story. Yeah. 
That sounds like exciting and hopefully it catapults you to another opportunity. Maybe you'll end up being doing the, the conference circuit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You'll have to put on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think often people realize or, well, I never, I don't often do it, but I try to make more conscious effort now to like my accolades and different things that I do, because sometimes like if you have an opportunity and they ask for like, oh, what's your CV or whatever mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's hard sometimes to remember what it is you've done and you think it's a small thing, but it really shows that you're out there in wherever it is. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you're out in the, in the real world, I guess, maybe world. like doing your, your thing. And so, yeah, you'll have to write down your resume. Yeah. Make sure you write down the name of the conference. Yeah. I have to look it up. <laughs> Sounds exciting though. Especially yeah. to go for a little, like less than a week trip there. And yeah. Back and four so. days. Yeah. Well, I had a really good time in Santa Fe for my oh, trip. Yes. Yeah. It was really good. I met some beading heroes. It was, must have been last year. Last year I went to a beading shop and there was a woman in there and I was a fr I was like, I fangirled out, but I didn't <laughs> silently to myself and I didn't approach her to say, hi, how are you? I really I like your stuff. You. I, yeah. I was really nervous. My mother was there, I think too. And I was just like, oh my God, mom, I like whispering in the back. Mm -hmm. And then she left. And then I went up to pay for my stuff. Like I bought my purchases and whatever. And I said, do you, I told the lady who was working, I said, do you know who that is? And She's like, yeah, we have a lot of famous beers that come here. And I was just like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. So it was funny because, well, I took my husband this, this time and we've been home a little over, a week, actually a week now we've been home. And uh, when we went, uh, we were waiting in line. I was waiting in line to pick up my stuff. And I saw the same lady sitting, mm -hmm. I swear, as far as away from you as I am, like five feet. She was sitting there and I was like, and I told him the story. <laughs> I said, I can't say hello. I can't say hello. I just can't. I just. You know, like, I don't want to, I mean, she's a famous beater. She's won multiple times at, I guess, anywhere. She's famous, mm -hmm. I think, anyway. And I'm sure people talk to her a lot, like, you know, and I just <laughs> didn't want to bother her and whatever. <clears throat> then, so whatever. But then somebody else went there and said hello and whatever. Anyway, so I was just like, oh, man, I missed my <laughs> chance. I couldn't, I couldn't do it anyway. But then, like, during that weekend, I went and saw another somebody. I saw, I, I wanted to meet up with somebody to say thank you for, like, the opportunity to the opportunity they gave me and just like helping me to be a little bit more confident in myself and just put myself out there kind of thing. And so I went there and then she said, Hey, and I was telling her the story about how I met, how I saw this lady, mm -hmm. the beater. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to go say hello. She goes, Oh my God. And she was, that's like, I guess because like, they're all, they're like they family. They network together. Yeah, yeah. They're like family. Right. You know? And she, I think, I'm not sure she said, called her grandma and auntie or something anyway. And I was like, what? And then her, I think it was her grandmother was sitting there said, yeah, go ahead. Like, you know, go take her to say, see them. Like, oh my God. So we went to see a few other people. Then we went to go see her and I stood there in front of her and I felt like a total doofus. <laughs> but I did say hello and I did talk to her, but I felt like I was like, was starstruck. I totally was. It was so, so crazy. And I just couldn't, I, I don't know. I was just star, starstruck and I really acted like it and I felt like a dummy, but whatever. And so that was that. So I saw some like beating heroes and I got to chit chat with them. And, but that, that like, I think goes back to like what I was saying, I think maybe even at the last podcast where I don't feel comfortable though, often talking to people. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, and it just feels disingenuous. I think it is. And I had a conversation with my husband before I left and I said, you know, like, that's the one thing I don't want to feel like fake. He goes, well, don't do that then. And I was like, Easy. I felt like it was like easier said than done. Like I'm not trying to be fake, but it seems so out of the norm that it just feels like a show, but it's not necessarily, that's not where I'm coming from. But when I hear myself talking to somebody, it, like, sounds, oh my like, God. No. it sounds like, it sounds like that. It sounds like there's something playing in my head. Like as if you're watching a movie and they're talking to somebody and in the yeah. back and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. It sounds so crazy. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So I had to make a conscious effort to, to play back to myself that this is natural like yeah you don't sound like some crazy person and you don't sound fake but when i was talking to my beating heroes i did sound like a. I felt like i thought i sounded like a crazy person <laughs> but yeah so i had a good time my husband had a good time we ate lots of good food we saw a lot of good art there was a huge Haudenosaunee contingency yeah i saw all over who was there and facebook i think and instagram like when i started maybe 10 years ago there was only like maybe like seven people and mm -hmm. this time there was a lot so yeah, so that was good. And uh, it was really nice. And hopefully we'll go back out again. Or hopefully I'll go back. I mean, not hopefully. I did already buy my rent my Airbnb already <laughs> yeah. for next year. And so do that. And but yeah, so it was it was a good seven day trip. And 
lost some money. Don't, I'm never going through a third party travel agency ever again. I'm only booking direct. Oh, no. You need a passport to have a, to rent a car in the United States. I didn't bring it and I lost some money. And then we had to pay extra for a whole other. Oh, my God. Oh it, was, my God. it was a show in itself. So anyway, and then we were coming back and we were, had to change our flight because they were calling for the hurricane in L.A. We were supposed to go to L.A. that very morning. So thankfully, shout out Delta. Made it work and got me on another flight. So, yeah. So anyway, so we had a good time and yeah, that was it. And everyone was safe and home and everyone had a good time doing their own things. And now it's starting to get back into the swing of the fall school. It's even like outside. It's like yesterday it was 11. Yeah. In the morning, it was 11 degrees. It's hot though. It's like muggy around here. Yeah. Uh, But I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get into the sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So should we jump into? I think we had you. You man, those questions. I only saw them last yeah. second. Um, but we had a few. So one question is: What is your dream project? Do you have a dream project collaboration? Degorihakwa. A dream project or a collaboration aspiration? Like with another artist collaboration? Collaboration, yeah, sure. Or like just a project you have. It's and I pose this question myself. This is a question from Leaf Bakiwa. <laughs> because at the show, there were collaboration pieces that were awesome. Like to name one, like it was like Sam Jacobs mm-hmm. and Hayden Haynes. They had one and it was beautiful and it won a ribbon too. Shout out to you two. Mm-hmm. Congratulations and everybody else who won ribbons. But yeah, so there were different like artists who collaborated. And I was just wondering like you... Do you have any aspirations to do a, a collaboration with anybody or a dream project you have in your mind? <laughs> oh my God, no, I haven't. I only ask because I'm going to start to partake on my dream project mm-hmm. in the next week or so. So I just wondered like if you ever, if you have a project that you thought of that you haven't maybe necessarily flushed out, but it was like, oh man, that would be really good. Yeah, but I can't talk about it. Well, of course. I mean, like I'm not going to talk about mine either, really. I mean, I'm but sure yeah. it's going to be everywhere soon, but. I had one. It's just the construction of it in my mind is like kind of hard. So I don't know if I'll do it and it involves other materials. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I'd have to source things like and it's not a project I want to rush. So I had plans like what I wanted to do and bring it to Ganondagan. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen, though, because it's a rush now. It's a rush now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, September, October, November, December. Yes, so that's four months. That's not a lot of time, considering that it's a, a new not medium? something that I no, it's beating. But no, but it, I mean, like in terms of like a medium, the structure a little bit is different. Yeah, it's like I've done something similar before, but um, not to the extent that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of technical things that would have to go into it. So not a hundred percent sure if it would work out. Mm-hmm. I do have something on the back burner though, so I'm not worried. Like if. If I do it, if I start it, like it would probably only start end of September. Okay. Once this fair is done and all that. Um, but I was just thinking about it actually, like literally yesterday, I think like I'm starting to feel like I want to start it okay. and start just getting things together and um, trying to work out the plan. Um, and if it falls to shit and it doesn't work, I have a pair of moccasins that I can bring to Ganondagan that, okay. you know, that I can replace this yeah. piece with. So. Um, I might start it though soon, but yeah, there's that and collaboration. I did reach out before to, um, Candace, Candace is canvas. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very similar. I mean, yeah, yeah our styles. I, well, not necessarily even your styles, but like you've done a can a beaded yeah, canvas and yeah. she does beaded canvas and she paints and you're painting. So yeah. Yeah. So we both have done the same, um, say medium mixes and whatever. So I did reach out before I have these massive paintings that have never seen the light of day. I have never shown anybody. Oh, you've painted them. I've painted them. No, I've never shown anybody because they're just smashed in my basement somewhere now. And I never finished them because of how big they were. Okay. And there was a lot of work. And I think I even like over the times, like that was a question before, like, what do you do with a piece that you've started before and then you come back to it? I've ripped all the beadwork off of it. Oh, it was something you had already beaded. Yeah, there was a lot okay. of beadwork on it already. And when I came back to it again, like maybe a few years later, I didn't like it. So I ripped it all out. I didn't like the colors. I didn't mm-hmm. like. The, you had the, evolved. Yeah, in, yeah, everything was different. Um, and then I ripped it out and then just left it. So 
the painting is only about maybe 50% done anyways. There's not much and it, whatever. So I had reached out to her thinking like, maybe that's something we could collaborate. Like, um, she does paint. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how comfortable she is like painting more, Mm -hmm. you know, like doing other things. So that's something that maybe I could contribute and then we could both work on the beadwork together. Mm -hmm. Um, I reached out maybe a year, maybe two years now, but it just never gets there. You know, Mm -hmm. like we just never, um, got the ball rolling. Um, but that would be a, a collab, a collab thing. And I would like to, I would like honestly to do, uh, I can't say anybody in specifically, mm-hmm. but like somebody who does, who sews, cause I'm not a mm-hmm. sewer. I would love to do an outfit, but a full outfit mm-hmm. um, where they do the sewing. Yeah. And then I could do all the beadwork kind of thing. So I don't have any drive to want to do sewing. That. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like I, I hate the technical, the technical stuff of it. I don't like the measuring. I it's hate that all that. part. Yes. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh I've tried before and it just was a bad it was a bad time. So, so if there are any <laughs> sewers out there. Yeah, hit me up now. We could collab. Once I do a collab. Probably this coming year, but, Ooh, this, <laughs> but I would like this coming year or not this coming year? No, this coming well, oh, like okay. yeah, in the new year I could Ooh. you know, do stuff. But I would like to do that. I would like to try and, you know, do something different. Yeah. Well, cool. what was I guess? Okay, so now let's get to our listener questions. <laughs> First question is, have you ever, okay, can you think you've kind of talked about this, but we're going to talk about it again because this is a question and we want everyone to have their time in this, in the spotlight. Have you ever taken a break from beating? How did it feel to break and also to start back beating again? I think you've taken more breaks than I've taken breaks. Sorry, I'm yawning. That's our beating break. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Ah, time to relax. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, I have taken beating breaks for my own sanity sometimes. I think we talked about this last time where it's kind of like beating can be my outlet, and then sometimes it is my hell, my hell. So <laughs> sometimes when it's hell, I have to take a break from it to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy to get back into it though. Sometimes it's just like anything else. Like it's a mm-hmm. habit. And if you quit your habit, then it's hard to kind of pick it back up sometimes. Well, and, in a, a good habit. I yeah. Say, and you know, I think for me, like even just this past week and a half, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about beating. I mean, it comes in my mind because yeah. it was such a part of the last, let's just say four months so much every day or always, always something to do and always being worried about what I was doing or what I mm-hmm. wasn't doing so that even like even yesterday I was like man I should I should be beating something mm-hmm. and it and it was interesting cuz it started actually in Santa Fe on that last day I guess it was Saturday morning <laughs> the Saturday before the show actually started that Saturday morning I had finished my last piece and I was even sitting there even Saturday and Sunday thinking man I should be beating something and my husband was like just take a break like just don't do anything. So it's in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it is like sanity, like that is something. And it's so such a part of my life that it, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel the, not the, the urge, not yeah. the urge. I feel the absence of it mm-hmm. because I'm not sitting. And you know, what is so crazy is that I, I am, remember we talked about last at the last podcast is that the sitting was a new smoking. And I didn't real. I mean, of course, I realized after we had that conversation, I kept thinking about it often what you had said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I am sitting so much. But that this last week and a half, I haven't sit, sat down at all, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not beating. And so I feel better. I think I even, it sounds so crazy, like a week and a half and then I'm just moving around and I look better. I, but I feel like I do. I have a little, little bit of shape yeah. back or something. So, but yeah, but I think for me... It's just, you just got to get back on the horse. You got to just have. Yeah, you just have to do it. For me, it's like uh, another thing too, is that um, beating is a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like say doing the store, that's another creative outlet because mm-hmm. now it's like, I actually had a, I drew up a plan of like the floor plan and mm-hmm. how things were going to look. So it, it's that creativity is going somewhere else. And then I don't necessarily have the drive to bead when I get mm-hmm. home. Um, and then I'm doing paint nights. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes, sometimes they're a bit easier because they're, 
like the the themed ones Mm because it's already like I'm not reinventing the wheel here like it's already say a character and then I'm just you know doing a little bit new things like the layout of the painting but it's still creative stuff so Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes I just want to sit and not do anything Mm -hmm. you know because it's you know it's a lot sometimes um so yeah that's kind of where I the last week but I notice I when I get into these slumps it's not just creative it's like everywhere like my eating has gone to shit. I've been eating just like anything, everything mm-hmm. constantly. I haven't gone to the gym in over a week and I'm fine. I'm struggling right now to get the motivation to go, which mm-hmm. I need to get back to it. Um, my house is in disarray because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't want to, you know, my grass is long. Like that's where I'm at right now. But it's because everything went into the store last week, like okay. cleaning it, tidying it up, organizing, and there's still stuff to do there. And, so it's like I just everything else fell to the side a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just gotta pick it up and get back to it. But yeah, how I feel about that. <laughs> That's our our take on the break, the beating break. Yeah. So another part is another question is what's your favorite part of a project? An example: doing raised beadwork, edging, construction, planning. What is I your favorite like part? Picking the colors. I like the the process of that. And it's funny, like a lot of people take classes and they're like, oh my God, the dreaded part. Everyone hates picking colors. I enjoy that. I love putting them together and seeing if they work or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy doing the the raised part, like the flowers. Mm-hmm. I like filling in, like once all the outline, the outline I don't like doing. <laughs> but once that's all done, then I enjoy doing the raised part. Because that seeing. seems faster, right? It's the faster, but it's seeing the texture. I mm-hmm. like the differences in the texture. Like you have the flat and it fills up the space, but now you're creating volume. Like, so I like uh, kind of viewing that. I don't like construction. Actually, I enjoy putting moccasins together. I enjoy that construction. Mm-hmm. And because it's always exciting, like, ooh, what am I going to get this time? Like, because, you know, you do what Sometimes. you have. It's the same pattern and every <laughs> moccasin. Yeah, yep. it'll always look different. So. Uh, I enjoy that part, but I hate like say doing vases, picture frames, okay, uh, even like whim, uh, like little whimsies. Even though those are simple to put together, mm-hmm. I hate it. I just don't like the. I have like a million medallions at the house right now that are all done. The beading is done. Oh my I, god, they're going to We should collab. Not- they're not we should done. just do the edging. I'll just be like, <laughs> they're not even put together. It's just the fra- the face of it is done. Like just the beat it part. I have no backings ready for them. I have it's no. Like this, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, hate it. <laughs> I hate that part. Yeah. So that's but I do. That's the other part that I enjoy is like the middle, the middle part of it all. <laughs> Once you get past the outline, and then yeah, then I like to start filling it in. I don't do design normally. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Free, you're free. free bird. Free, yeah. So I don't really. Um, but sometimes, head. sometimes with a big project, that mm-hmm. it really does help to have that. Um, almost not. I don't want to say safety net, but it's kind of like um, it's e- not easier either. It's a point of reference, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You have a guide, like you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's you have a guide. So um, sometimes with the freehand, it takes forever because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of slapping it on. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So then mm-hmm. I have to rip it off. And then you know, I that s- one pair of things. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you. Yeah. Then I have to cover it because sometimes your the velveteen is unforgiving. So yeah. then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, now what? Like I have to slap a whole new flower on or whatever. So yeah. sometimes having that, um, like the pattern to follow is is a lot easier. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. That's my answer. <laughs> my answer is I I'll, I like the newness of everything. Mm hmm. So starting the design, starting the colors, starting the actual flat slit, starting the, mm-hmm. I like the newness of it all. Like I'm craving that high. Yes. Like yes, that yes, high, yes. as soon as I reach it and I see it and it's just, then I'm like looking for my next hit. I Me mean, too. That I is, know. That is my unfortunate, fortunate and unfortunate like plague where I am just like, man, I just like it. It's excellent. Okay. Yeah. I got that done. Okay. Now what? Now I got to go do it again. Or now I got to do gotta finish it and that kind of stuff. And I mean, I do like the newness of construction too, but then I'm like, okay, when I'm halfway through, I'm like, okay, then now I got to do like, especially if it's a pair of moccasins or anything that has to do with a double something. Right. Yeah. It's that part. Like I like to try to challenge myself to get all of that backing and everything done 
mm-hmm. right away. Like, mm-hmm. but then sometimes like with a moccasin or something, sometimes you, yeah. you have to make tweaks to the stuff and, and then that just is a pain in the butt. But yeah, so I like the newness of everything, that part. And then I get over, I get over it real quick and yeah. I'm just like, okay, next, let's see, what else can I do? What else? And that's... That's probably Something. why I have like a table full of a million pieces. Project. Yeah, because it's that rush like, yes, those colors. I love this. Let me slap it on. Let me do that. And then it's half done. Then I'm done and I'm bored and move on. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I feel it. Yeah. So that's that is mine. But I mean, I don't know. I like everything part about beading. I just don't. The only thing I don't like about beading is having a project sit in my house. That's the one thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. I want it out of there. Why do you have a heart attack seeing all the but There's I mean, like projects a- that are done, like things that oh. I've finished, not necessarily the half works yeah. in progress. So, yeah. So another question, we had two questions that came in this morning and I don't have my phone, so I don't know if any other questions came in, but here's one. How do you feel about sharing Haudenosaunee patterns with other Ungwehume people or tribes? And then they said they think they might have, we might have talked about this before. I believe we did, but um, there is like a... Uh... I don't know it's like how far do you want to go before you're like opening pandora's box and, <laughs> and like giving all the secrets to everybody like i don't mind sharing i share all the time mm-hmm. um but i don't know i don't know how i feel about it sometimes it's weird it's like is it okay is it not okay should i shouldn't i like is somebody like it usually come not to me it, it's like exterior things that prevent me or you know because then i feel like oh my god like well you know, I taught that person. Now they're doing this and they're misappropriating all the shit that, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. So it's like that, that fear kind of sits there a little bit. Um, like fear of what other people in that same art area maybe, yeah. would think or like, like you said, like opening Pandora's box, like, oh, Degoriakwa taught her how to yeah. do that. And now, so then it's looking, it's so it's not necessarily even what she actually did it's the process and how she got yeah, it's there. like who the hell runs taught through this you? person yeah, yeah. Okay. who the hell taught this person and why are they doing all this and then you're sitting there in the back like oh shit it, it was me, me. <laughs> so um it, you know well and and more so in this day and age like i think because of all social media and all that like you people call shit out all, all the time yeah <laughs> yeah and it's you know whatever like and this question came up because the person wrote that somebody from another nation was asking them to share their patterns. And yeah. so they asked this question, what do we think? And I'm like, ah, I don't, yeah. I don't know either. And, <laughs> yeah. and if I'm honest right now, that is potentially something that I will see when I go to do this artist in residence, because the population of people who are going to, I, I, I would assume indigenous population are going to be from all types of, from everywhere, not just Haudenosaunee people, but Cree and Inuit and maybe Métis and whoever else is there in that, at the school. And so I might run into that too. Like I do plan on to do like a small beaded pin. I mean, it's, it's a small beaded pin that I taught like students at McGill who are not Mm Ungwehunwe to do just because that was something that they were doing here in Ganawaga. So that kind of thing. And I don't want to say it seems harmless because then it's not harmful, but you know, with the day and age and people, like you said, <laughs> things, people are I, worried. And I can't, like, I, I understand. And I, I understand why I'm worried and I understand and I see how people are worried, but we are all worried. Sometimes I think too much. And, yeah. but at the same time, people weren't worried before and really bad things happen. So it's like, I <laughs> caught between like a rock and a hard place. Like, oh, yeah, like somebody tell me, but if I don't like your answer, then I guess I won't follow it. You know, like, it's just like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, ah. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. Tread I think lightly, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's context, too, where it's kind of like, we, we talked about that before. Like, um, when we were talking about doing other people's art forms and yeah. then, say, going to Santa Fe. You know, what if I rolled up there oh, doing yeah, whole said- Pottery? You know, like, I... Yeah. Personally, I don't have any business you know doing that. So, so crazy? Well, well, I mean, not just what you said about the doing that but there is now like a lot of i guess maybe i don't want to say schools but sometimes it's schools or different art organizations or whatever who are now calling out people who are doing that pre-indian or not pre-indian pretendian or something pretendian yeah yeah or people who are doing that cultural appropriation or have 
said they were, well, that's what we just basically said, pretendian. And Mm -hmm. I can't even say it. I can't get my tongue around (laughs) it. But yeah. And so that was it. Like, you know, like people, I just saw something on social media, shout out social media (laughs) about like the CBC running some kind of, um, some kind of article about this woman. I think it's a woman. I would believe so by the name, but you can't be too sure. But this person who was doing this artwork and it says like indigenous, but they're not indigenous, but indigenous and not even inspired there. She was just say, or they were saying that they were using these images in their artwork. Like it was like almost, I mean, Salish maybe like a, a mm. hummingbird or something, or I think it was, but you could tell it was from out West Yeah, that they were doing that. This was the image that they were using on this piece of art on this fabric or something. And I was just like, man, like yeah. that's why you have to tread lightly. I mean, it's, it's yeah, the reality yeah. of the situation. So, you know, like to the person uh, who asked this question, tread lightly. And I remember one time I was learning how to do beadwork from somebody and their opinion was that you should not teach people who aren't Ungwahua to do beadwork. Mm-hmm. All of the things like, and, and, and the reasoning was because they had enough, like, they've they've taken enough. they've taken enough like that okay you said it good thing you said it because i wasn't well, going to say it. but yeah, they've taken that's, enough that's the reasoning and it. so when i move forward i always have that in the back of my mind because i actually learned from somebody who said that and so i you know what i mean like i don't want to take what they taught me and do something that would be disrespectful to them yeah even I, yeah. though yeah. it's even though the art form has now maybe changed or maybe their teaching has changed into something that is my own now or something. I still have that in the back of my mind. And I believe it is truthful what that person was saying, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to be careful. And so, yeah. So and you have I look to be at careful. it like he, we don't owe everybody everything. Come on now. No. Yeah. And I kind of look at it kind of like uh, just to add to that is we like my priority is to teach our own first and foremost. Yeah. Because it is ours. So if I'm having a class, and, and I do, I have non-ungwehue who ask to take the class. And I politely let them know that this is a uh, priority is mm-hmm. to our our own, you know, without mm-hmm. being whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's for that reason too. Because like, what are people doing with it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. It's a very like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to say it's a cancel culture thing, but that's what people... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very hard to <laughs> decipher what is correct and what's not when it's not black and white and everything is like grayish and yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Yeah, because and now we're we're because in this question we're talking about other unguhue. We're talking about it's other unguhue. We're un-guahue. talking about not yeah <laughs> people who aren't unguhue, and then we're talking about like all these things. So it's it's not a question that is so like black and white. It's just sisters that. There's a whole thing about it. But like, you know, when I go to this, I'm going to be teaching people how to do raised beadwork, not necessarily how to do the, like I said, I'm going to do this little flower. It's so simple. And that's it. It's done. Like, you know, I don't mind doing that. I don't know if I'm going to be like Uh, doing other stuff, but I mean, I will with the other hood and the And that's what the thing is, is that like, you kind of have to know your own boundaries for the person who has some question. You have to know what your boundaries are. Like for me, when I go and I'm going to teach these, whoever it is who I pick to do this project with me, I'm picking people who are Haudenosaunee because that's who I want to make sure that learns how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I f- I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm going to give opportunity for other people to bead, indigenous, other indigenous people to bead and to do community outreach through that. But I'm not going to be doing the other thing. And I don't feel like I have to. And I think that's what it is, is you have to know where it is, your boundary is, and you have to be okay with it. And, and you don't like, you, like I said earlier, you don't really owe anybody anything. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, that's where I stand. Whatever. <laughs> Cancel me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, do you believe individual beadwork styles occur naturally or from a conscious choice? That again. <laughs> do My brain you believe it. individual beadwork style occurs naturally? Bing! I guess that kind of thing. Or... From conscious choice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So the first part is, do you believe, <laughs> oh do you God. believe individual beadwork? Maybe I say it in a different, in a different way. Do you believe 
individual beadwork style occurs naturally. Yes. Okay. Stop there. Um, I was. <laughs> okay. I'm like, wait. Okay. Yes. It occurs naturally. Your, st- your own style. But as a learner, which everybody is at some, well, everybody is all the time. Um, you get inspiration from somewhere. So is it conscious? Is it a conscious choice to look at something? This is how I'm seeing it. Is it a conscious choice to see something and say, oh, I like that. I'm going to use that part of my style. I don't think I do that. I don't think I've ever said I like something that's going to be part of my style because mm-hmm. I try not to look too much at people's stuff. But I don't think anyone, unless you're living in the woods and then you're getting your... <laughs> you don't see anything. Anything cannot be influenced in some way or another, some shape or form or color or anything by what you see around you, whether it's outside, whether it's in the store, whether it's wherever on social media, whatever. There is always influencing happening all the time. Yes, always. So that's, I look at it that way. You are originally influenced somewhere because you have to learn it somewhere. And a lot of times you see it somewhere. Sometimes, yes, people like kind of, you know, pull it out of their own ass and, and do their own things. But there is still a lot of the times there's still an influence. Most people are taught a mm-hmm. certain way. And then you develop your own style based off of your foundation, basically. Yeah. So my answer is yes. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you believe in doing work style occurs naturally? Yes. Or from conscious choice? Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's both. I think it, it is. I think naturally you will naturally gravitate to something, to what you find is aesthetically pleasing, I think is really what it is or whatever you think is how it should look. Like, remember, I think like we talked about it last, it, like the last podcast, I think it was called personal preference, personal style. Mm-hmm. It's just like what you think, what you laugh. Why do you Because I was just listening to it this morning. I know. My it's son little... wanted to listen to it the other day. He's like, can we listen to the beating podcast? I'm like, what? He's like, I want to. And then, so we were listening to it this morning because he asked him to listen to it yesterday. He asked it this morning on the way here. And he's like, ha ha, he's laughing. He's like, oh, what's this? And then he's like, what's hide? Because he didn't know what it is in mm. English. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, so we were talking on the live podcast about personal preference and personal style. And I think that just occurs naturally. Like, you know, I mean, but that is not necessarily, it seems like it's natural. But again, when you come right back to it, we are influenced by what it is around us. So maybe it is subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's a subconscious. I don't know. I think the only person who can say that it was like inspired or like or totally And even then it's so what it is, it was making all this stuff. So like the earth is like. Well, no, but it's like <laughs> the, the first person who ever beat it maybe can only be the only one to say like, well, yeah, like. It totally just came from a mind. <laughs> I figured it out. Like, because other than that, like, we see it constantly. You yeah. see it. You're exposed to it all the time, especially if you're an but, artist. So, But even like Hodunusuni Ray's beadwork or part of the beadwork was part from the Victorian era too. Like that kind of deal. Because that's where it came. Like people were dressed that they way. They were when inspired they, by, by that. that yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. I don't know. What was the question again? <laughs> the, the question was, do you believe individual beadwork style occurs naturally or from conscious choice and maybe it's a conscious choice of copying there yeah you know i mean not to say that this is where that question is going but you know if you're consciously choosing to to do a style that you see that means you're doing something that somebody else is doing doesn't necessarily mean that you're copying because a lot of people have the same kind of i think there's I, I would say there are subgroups of people who do things similarly to each other. It doesn't necessarily mean they're copying. I think that's just what they what like. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, that's it's just, the artists you know, that they like, that they see, they follow. Like, yeah, some people like round flowers. Some people like pointy flowers. I don't know. Yeah. Some people like big vamps. Some people like little vamps. Some people like duck lip moccasins. Some people don't like duck lip moccasins. Whoops, that's me. Whoa, I don't like that. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else we should talk about. I mean, that's the last question audience about what is uh what we got off the instagram and uh yeah i don't know there was another there was another question on instagram they posed and i can't remember for the life of me right now where it was i think it was on instagram under the beating table there was a question about 
All right. Has oh. someone ever given you a palette of colors that you thought were horrible? Yeah, um, that's a new one. I, not necessarily <laughs> a palette of colors. A color that I was n- I would have never chosen, but it worked out in the end and was beautiful. But I, you know, because some people like some people like really bright colors, and I am not a bright kind of cat color kind of gal. I mean, I took some really big leaps this past couple this past month and a half with the Santa Fe Indie Market. Some of the things I did and. Ah, it worked out, but I would not normally pick it. And I think I talked about that, like w- what you do when you feel like you're in a in a rut, you mm-hmm. choose everything. So, but yeah, but I don't know, not a whole palette of colors. Well, no, yeah, I usually do. And it's not that they might be like hideous or whatever, but they might just not be my vibe kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's why I don't like to do orders um, <laughs> because then you're stuck don't with- Don't be hitting at Margaret for an order. Yeah, because then I'm stuck with like- I was going to be mean and be like, I'm stuck with your shitty colors now, but I'm stuck with something that may be yours and it's not mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's hard for me to kind of work, find that middle ground. You have to find the middle ground. Yeah. And sometimes even the middle ground doesn't work for you. So it is, it's hard that that becomes. Like, I remember when you were doing that orange color moccasin mm-hmm. vamp, I didn't think the color was hideous or mm-hmm. horrible. I would never choose it. But when you put it together, man, I was like, geez, Louise, like that is beautiful. <laughs> it was scary, you know? Yeah. For me, it beginning. was scary because I was like, man, how are you going to work? Make this work and make it look not so super ass bright, but it was good. I think. Uh, yeah. So uh, I had there's an old thing. I don't know if it's I, a comment. It Are, was, I think. The importance of a correctly sized moccasin Oh, we were pattern. talking about that one. Did we we? said we're personal preference, but yeah, also we want people to make sure that they fit it properly. And also we said that it has to be aesthetically pleasing. And oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. All right. So that's it for me. Okay. That's all I'm finding. So I guess there wasn't something on there. Maybe there was on my, on my own personal Instagram, but I think we've covered everything. Oh, bead sales. For everyone who is interested and who shops locally at Traditions in Kahnawake, a store owned by Degaru Hyakwa Stand Up, who has celebrated her fifth year in business yesterday. Congratulations! <laughs> there will be new size 15 beads by the end of the month, hopefully. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, I am the one who takes care of that. And because it's called Leith Beads. I am indeed Leith. I am indeed Leith. <laughs> and I unfortunately have <laughs> taken like a really long break and made the wrong choice to bring all of my packing supplies to my new place in Oneida, my mother's house, and got a brand new shipment of over 100 colors of beads and have nothing to pack them in. So now I have to pack them while I'm away and then bring them back with me on my next trip back to Kahnawake. So everyone in the community or who is out there wanting to buy beads through Traditions Storefront will be on the lookout for that at the end of September when really beading season really starts. (laughs) So you'll be able to pick up all your Supplies then. Lovely. So that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. And so now everybody for listening to the beating table, we will be back next month for another exciting episode of what has been going on in the community of beadwork while I was away and all <laughs> the wonderful things that I'm learning while being an artist in residence. So Degariakwa. Thank you for this time here, and we will see each other next month. Yours. Goodbye. Anna. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Rudy and its employees.